0: strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
1: Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we start another week of broadcasting. And I believe, Junie, is my own personal opinion, I think this is going to be a very significant week. Because the subject for this week is actually one word that's probably overlooked and not giving consideration when we read the scripture. and that word is Nevertheless. And nevertheless is not used in this
2: generation in um, our vernacular, Shelley, but in um, Greek and in Hebrew, the translation, of nevertheless, is despite of, or but, and yet. And the examples that I think of is Jesus himself, when he became our offering and died on the cross, it appeared to his mother and all of his disciples that their hope was over. Right. It, he was dead. He was gone. What do they do? Right. And in this case the word nevertheless is perfectly seen because despite what they saw, despite what they thought, despite what they felt, the truth of the matter was The greatest victory that had ever been seen or might ever be seen in the earth again was accomplished when Jesus died on the cross and took upon himself every demon in hell and all the sin and sickness and depravity that Satan brought into the world Through the fall of Adam and Eve, eating from the tree of knowledge. So what happened was nevertheless how everything looked desperate or with despair for each one who loved Jesus. Three days later, he was resurrected and appeared to them as being alive. So there's something about the word, Shelley, nevertheless, that is so important to impart this week because Jesus was dead. Nevertheless, he's alive. Everything we see, we think or feel in of ourself is temporal. But what we can't see and is more real is eternal so in this hour in which we're living with the coronavirus with the world shut down with the world trying to open up little by little state by state country by country it's a temporal happening that the devil wants to bring us despair but nevertheless god is there and eternity is planted in our hearts, and there's hope because we can hope
1: in God. Amen. Amen. So uh, we pray that you're going to stay with us because we really think this is a very significant, uh, especially for such a time as this, a significant word that we need to ingest. We'd like to start off by looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I'd like to read from verses 17 to 23. So if you have your Bibles, 1 Corinthians 15, beginning at verse 17. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If we have hoped in Christ in this life only, we are are of all men most to be pitied. But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who are asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive, but each in his own order. Christ the first fruits, after that those who are Christ's at his coming. Juni, powerful verses which testify of the fact that. The resurrection of Jesus sealed up everything. This was legitimizing everything he ever said or, was sp- or the prophet spoke of in the Hebrew scriptures. Powerful. But let's look at that verse, first, Junie. First, and ju- go ahead. And just to say,
2: Shelley, that Christ is not Jesus' last name.
1: That's for sure. It's
2: his title. He is the anointed one. He is the Mashiach, the Messiah. And because he lives as the anointed one, the Son of God, our Mashiach, our Messiah, our Creator, we too can have his resurrected life in this life, Shelly. Amen.
1: That's the glory of it. Again, let's go back and emphasize verse nineteen in First Corinthians fifteen. If we have hoped in Christ in this life only, we are of all men most to be pitied. Juni, number one, in in Hebrew, there's two stages uh, that the prophets speak of: is in this age and in the age to come, and that's that. The, the clarify what needs to be clarified to all of us. Because if our hope is in this temporal life only, what does the word of God say? We of all men are most to be pitied. It's interesting, Junie, the word pitied appears here and also in Revelation 3.17, where the same Greek word is translated miserable. So it's so significant that we we are in a miserable condition if our hope is in this life only because this life, The years on earth are temporary, but life in the Lord is eternal. And why it's so significant and important
2: right now in what's happening in the earth is it's very depressing. And if we think on and live for this life only, and things don't look like they're going to get better, Shelley, Things, it's uncertainty. We really? don't know. So that can bring depression. It can bring fear and anxiety. But if we're born again of God's Spirit, the resurrected Messiah lives in us, he gives us hope through his resurrected life in us for eternal things. So we actually live like everybody else, but our mindset is totally different. Hallelujah. So yes. things are bad. Nevertheless, Shelley, God knows about it. Amen. Things look like it's desperate and we might die. We're older. We're more vulnerable. Nevertheless, Shelley, because of the Lord, we have no fear.
1: Amen. Amen. So
2: it's so important for our listeners to grab hold of "nevertheless" yes.
1: and look up for our redemption draweth nigh. Hallelujah! In verse twenty-two in First Corinthians fifteen, it says, "For as an Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive." That ver- that phrase, "made alive," has to do with being raised from the dead. We see it used in John 5.21, Romans 4.17-18, to 18, Romans 8.11, and in 1 Peter 3.18. Yet, June, we need to understand, it sounds so simple but it's profound, resurrection can only occur after there is a death. Yet, let's be honest, we shy away, or most people shy away from hearing a word regarding death to self. And we need to see that He is our first fruits. And if He was raised from the dead, never to die again, we too shall follow because we'll be the first fruits of Jesus' resurrection.
2: And death to self, Shelley, is not the end. It's Jesus' life coming alive in us. And when we have that perspective, everything changes.
1: It's all revolving around, nevertheless. Again, it required Jesus to be crucified and our resurrection, our spiritual resurrection here on life, our physical resurrection when Jesus returns is based on death. Jesus said, if you want to follow me, if you want to be my my disciple, you must deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. And the word of God clearly speaks to us that we face three enemies, one is the, was Satan, which we can overcome him by uh, the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony, and we love not our lives unto death. Secondly, we have to overcome the world because we're told not to love the world. If the love of the world is in our hearts, the love of the father is not. And our third enemy, here it is, is our fleshly nature, our natural being. It must be denied. Now we must keep in mind that we have been created in the image of God, and there's a tremendously wonderful portion of Scripture in Second Peter chapter one. If you have your Bibles, turn with us, Second Peter's, and we're going to tie this all together. It fits in so beautifully, Joan. Second Peter one, beginning at verse two: Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Verse 4, for by these, what what are these? The promises of God. He has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises in order that by them you might become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world. We have, we are participators in the divine nature, and as we go through the word this week, we are going to see that part of that divine nature of God is a a mentality of nevertheless. And we need to become partakers of God's nature, especially that overlooked word, nevertheless. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're going to put hope in all of our hearts this week. Thank you, Lord, that we're going to see that we cannot live by what we see or what we think because God's ways are higher, much higher, and his thoughts are much higher than ours. Set us free this week through a powerful word, that being nevertheless. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Or Zion.